You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Indians and the Tigers at Comerica Park. Carlos Carrasco on the hill. He looks good early. The 3-2. Swing and a miss. Off speed and the swing. Well, it's late swing. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that was a dandy. It almost went straight down the breaking ball. The 3-2. Runner goes. Swing and a miss. 94 by him. What a heck of a pitch. Impressive stuff. The first two innings from Carlos Carrasco. The pitch. Swing and a miss. There's a changeup. Wow. Yep. Falls right off the table and a deucey strikes out. Good change. Did just what we were told it would do. Here's the strike one. Swinging a fly ball right center field. This one's got some carry to it on the run is Collins. He dies. It's out of his reach. Lindor is in right behind him is Brantley. They will hold Ramirez at third. He absolutely crushed that ball. Two run triple two nothing Indians. That's good hitting. Swinging a little number off the end of the bat wide of first base bobble by Santana underhand flipped. He threw it in the ground and they still got McCann at first. That's a incredibly athletic play by Andrew Miller. Castellanos waiting the 2-1, swinging a fly ball, right field has some carry to it. Going back, Geyer, he's gonna leap up, make the catch, bang into the wall and hang on! Two balls, two strikes. The pitch, a little bit low, oh, he called them out on the called third. Torres, the home plate umpire, waited a beat and then stepped up and rang up. Jim Adusia called third. Heck of a pitch. The Tigers received a solid outing from Matt Boyd, but they could not quite finish off a ninth inning rally as they came up on the short end of a 3-2 score against the Indians on Wednesday. Here is Detroit skipper Brad Ausmus. I thought he was outstanding. You know, we, uh, for the most part, he pitched ahead, threw a lot of strikes, uh, kept his pitch count down, had the one inning where he gave three runs, was the only hiccup, and uh, uh, he, did a, he did an excellent job. How would you rank this among the starts that he's had for you? Um, it's up there. It's one of the best in the you know in the time he's been a Tiger. Just talk about the rebound from the one inning. I mean, you say young pitchers. You said it about Norris and Fulmer, just the ability to kind of make adjustments, not let it, you know, butterfly. And yeah, he didn't let it affect him, which is important because you got to be able to control your emotions when you're a pitcher, really at any position. But it's especially important as a pitcher to control your emotions and not let one pitch or one at bat or one inning affect the next. So uh, uh, these guys are, all those young guys you mentioned are, are getting better and better at it. And I think Boyd in his last two starts showed you it in two different ways. One, his last start, he started off a little rough, had trouble throwing strikes, and he maintained his poise and then finished strong. And this time he didn't let that one inning affect him going, and he went deep into the game. What about Kinsler? Is that day-to-day or? I haven't talked to Kins yet, but uh, his hamstring tightened up, so I, I, I couldn't tell you what the, what the status is. How aware were guys that Cody Allen hadn't thrown since Saturday and might have a little rust on his game here tonight and had trouble finding the plate? No, that we, you know, when a guy like Cody Allen or anyone takes him on, you assume he's going to have his best stuff. You don't, you don't worry about whether he's rusty or not because he might be on your heels and all of a sudden he's, he's got pinpoint control. So yeah, that's not the approach. Does the approach change though when he can't find the plate? Um, I mean, you try to zone him in. You want to get him in the strike zone, obviously, but uh, in a one-run game, one swing of the bat could be a can make it a tie game. So uh, you've got to be selectively aggressive in that situation. Ford's changeup becoming more of a weapon? It's always been his best pitch. Brad, that review on Collins, uh, that slide at second base, uh, what were you thinking at that point, and what did you guys I didn't think that it was going to be overturned myself. What are your thoughts on that play if a guy happens to pop up off the bag but doesn't overslide? It, is that really a fair review? I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of chintzy. I, just wonder what you think. Uh, I mean, there has been debate as to whether that should 
be part of the review process, but the bottom line is you got to stay in the bag. It applies to every team equally, and we know it. Do you see a difference in, in your relievers overall? I mean, no, I believe 10 innings, no runs. It just seems like it's been a lot more consistent. Well, I knew we were better than what we, what, how we pitched early in the season as a, as a relief group. Um, you know, Hardy did a nice job today, and we've done a, a better job overall recently. We've got to continue to do it. Matt Boyd pitched very well into the eighth inning for Detroit, but he was hung with a tough luck loss in a 3-2 setback to the Indians. Here is Boyd sharing his post-game thoughts. I uh, want one pitch back, and that was with Ramirez. Um, guys, uh, our team played great. I thought I think we played good enough to win. Um, you know, that's just a uh, guy on the other side through through a real good game as well, and he was a few pitches better than me tonight. And uh, you know, um, <clears throat> just uh, wish we would have came out on top. Brad thought it was Brad thought it was one of your best outings so far. Where do you rank it? Yeah, it was up there. I mean. Um, uh, it's just the it really just comes down to a just one pitch that I want. I tried to go in on him and, and I missed. Outside of that, I felt pretty good with it. Um, Alex called a great game. Uh, we kept you know moving the game plan around as the game went on, but uh, um, <clears throat> that's just uh, yeah. It's, it, it, it'd be better if it was, if we would have came out on top. Quick innings early. What was making you so effective? Um, just getting ahead and uh, the sinker was working really well today. How much did, did that make a difference for you as the game went on, especially to get those quick outs and quick uh, in and out real quick? Yeah, it was it made a huge difference. Um, just allows you to get deeper and uh, allows you to kind of stay on the offensive. Is that a slider that you left over? No, no, it was a fastball trying to go in and uh, ended up uh, going away. It just ran on me. It was just, I missed my spot. You think Collins had it? I mean. Yeah, it was a heck of a. I, I looked up and kind of did a double tape, like, oh, he's he's got a beat on it. But uh, I mean, that would have been probably one of the best catches of the year if you would have caught it. You know, it's, it, sh- it should have been a shouldn't have had an outcome like that if I would have executed. Can you look at this start as maybe another building block? I mean, you go deep into the game, that kind of thing. Completely. Um, there's stuff to build off of this for sure, and uh, I look forward to making adjustments and uh, getting a next time out. Talk about Collins not making that catch, but what about the one catch he did make when it did look like he didn't know where the ball was and had to dive back? That was a heck of a play. That was a heck of a play. Just to clarify, I mean, there's I don't know if there's anybody in the league makes the catch on Ramirez. The fact that he was as close as he was was, I mean, he's he's a heck of a center fielder. But um, <clears throat> um, yeah, the play he made when he lost it and dove over his shoulder that was a heck of a play. You see the relievers maybe going unnoticed a little bit, kind of turning things around here. I mean, it's been like ten innings, I think, of scoreless baseball. Yeah, we got full trust in our, our bullpen. They're 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 good. You know, if, if it was a funky streak or whatever the numbers said early on, you know, it's. I think I think they've they've proven that they can get outs and they can get big outs, and uh, um, we trust. Uh, you know, we yeah, it's, we we always got their back. You know, they they always got our back. That's the main thing. Danny Salazar squares off with Michael Fulmer on Thursday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 